0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Spooktober episode of We Watch Shudder. Man, we're getting close up near the end of the month. Thank yeah. you for sticking with us through 31 days of episodes here on We Watch Shudder. My name is JD, and who's here with me?
1: It's Michelle.
0: Yay! Yay. It's still always Michelle every time. Always. Just JD and Michelle talking about Shudder movies. Mm-hmm. You guys know at this point what's going on. We watch Shudder. That's why the podcast is called that. Always checking out the new original and exclusive releases that come out. And uh, for October, we went all the way back to the beginning of the service and caught up on some original and exclusive releases that came out before we started this podcast. Been talking about them all months long. We got another one for you here today. Michelle, what are we talking about?
1: are talking about slapface
0: slapface
1: slap which face. is uh
0: uh man I uh, just right off the bat let me tell you slapface this one was confusing to me cuz slapface is like that's a weird name for any movie cuz it doesn't really tell you anything about what kind of a movie it's going to be and then you see the image uh that's associated with this movie on the shutter website and it's like not even any like you could have had a million ideas of what a movie called Slap Face might be about, and that picture doesn't have anything to do with any of them. Uh, I was real curious about this one going in. How's about you, Michelle?
1: I thought the name was dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair enough. That's a yeah. It's a very direct and aggressive way, I think, of saying the same thing I was trying to say.
1: Yeah, I really, <laughs> really, really hated. The name a whole bunch uh, slap
0: face so uh yeah. uh yeah it's uh maybe not the greatest title <laughs> in the history of, <laughs> of films uh but uh we're gonna uh as we do i'm gonna give you the uh uh the uh, official description directly from the shutter website and holy shit it's one sentence michelle it's wow. one sentence for it slap also face. tells
1: us nothing
0: it absolutely tells us nothing here it is a boy deals with the loss of his mother by creating a dangerous relationship with a monster rumored to live in the woods. A Shudder original. Michelle. Uh-huh. Hit us with your
1: spoiler-free thoughts on Slapface. Aside uh, from the fact that you think <laughs> it's the dumbest title in the history of titles. I really, I really hate the title. Um. Okay, so... I that title really was a hurdle to get past because I really did think it it was, it was so stupid. I thought the monster was named Slapface. <laughs> that's what I thought going into this and I went the monster's name is Slapface. that is so stupid so it really it, it was something that factored into my enjoyment the first time I watched it because it was a thing I had to get past of like they made a terrible decision how on earth could they make a good movie if that's how their decision making abilities <laughs> are um, but then once you get past that and you start realizing what this movie is actually about I do think that I I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it went as extreme as I would have liked with the message that it was trying to send. And I do think it was a little convoluted at times. But I do overall enjoy it. Um, There was some stuff that could be improved. But I also think the little boy that stars in this film is very good. And there are some very, very haunting shots. I will give it a 3.25.
0: Three point two five skulls from Michelle on slap face. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. This. Uh, this na- This title was a, a hurdle going in. Uh, in fact, uh, this is one that I almost didn't bother to watch when it first dropped because of the title. That Same. being said, I am so glad I did watch this. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, I uh, I I think it has some in- obviously some interesting things to say. Uh, deals with some themes that we'll talk about in the spoiler section, uh, but in ways that I, I think are are a little more nuanced than than a a, a lesser movie might have done. Uh, the, again, uh, like you said, August Maturo, the who plays the the boy in the film, is fantastic for such it, like. Just another example of how it's getting really creepy and weird to me. How really talented child actors are. It's <laughs> like like that might be the most horrifying thing about the movie is just how fucking good this uh, apparently like thirteen year old kid is at acting. But uh, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think this is a movie that uh, some people are going to see the uh, the quote unquote monster design and it might be too much for them a little, but I, I loved everything about that. Uh, I, I liked this one even more than you did. This one gets a four-and-a-half skull from me.
1: Wow, I did not I, know you I, liked that Yeah, I really, really much. liked this
0: movie. I thought it had a lot of interesting things to say. I thought it got some really great performances in it, and also just uh, I, I thought some, some nice fresh turns uh, on the, the themes that it's dealing with, uh, and by that I don't mean like the more like they're just the horror tropes, right? Uh, mm-hmm. than the than the philosophical ideas here. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one.
1: Okay, so that brings it to an average of 3.875 skulls out of 5 pretty decent score um i think this is one that definitely people should check out and then come back and listen to our spoiler filled thoughts um just so that you can kind of have your own opinion just ignore the name ignore the name it works against it in so many different ways (laughs) absolutely Um, yeah and and once you you see the
0: movie and you realize the context of the name like i still you can see you can (laughs) yeah you can see why they made that decision but man Mm -hmm. it was uh, it was not the right decision at all all. No it was not uh, I think there's a pretty obvious better name for this movie and we'll talk about that when we get into the spoilers.
1: <laughs> okay so if you don't want us to spoiler it spoiler If you don't want us to spoil the movie for you uh, you should pause but make sure to come back after you watch yeah. the movie or else you're just never gonna know what happened and you can't have that hanging over you for the rest of your life So if you want to pause do it right now. All right. Cool, cool. Yeah. Let's get into a spoiler. Uh, you really like this. I want to hear your thoughts, and I also want to hear what you think the obvious better name. Well, been. the
0: obvious better title for this movie is Virago. What is Virago again? Virago is the name of the creature in the movie.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what its name is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The okay. the Virago.
0: Yep. Yeah. V i r a g o. That's why he keeps singing a, that name in the in his little song. There, it's like a. Like yes. an urban legend nursery. Line. I yeah.
1: I thought it was just nonsensical nonsensical words. I oh, didn't realize okay. that was the name of the creature because I thought she was only referred to as she. Um I did not realize that was the name. I well, missed that.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. It's like a local legend in that area, mm-hmm. right? Like a like a local urban legend, the Virago who lives out in the woods.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, should we give a quick synopsis for people who d- decided not to watch it and then yeah, just hang out?
0: So, so this is a movie uh, about uh, a couple of brothers. And uh, uh, again, I'm terrible with names, so I'm pulling it up real quick so that I little can boy and big them. boy. Right. Little boy and big boy, Lucas and Tom. Uh, and Lucas is the young one. Tom is the older one. And their parents died, I believe, in a terrible car accident and now tom is left to care for and raise lucas uh and tom is a you know he's i think supposed to be early to mid 20s maybe late 20s at the latest uh lucas is you know maybe 12 13 years old 14 early teenager uh and uh, it's a uh, a lot of this movie is about that struggle and Uh, about people who are totally unprepared to deal with things, finding really terrible ways to deal with them. And then Lucas meets a witch creature, a virago, out in the woods and then proceeds to uh, wreak havoc on his life and kill a bunch of people. And maybe it's the virago killing them. Maybe it's actually Lucas. We don't know. Yep. That about sums it up.
1: Yeah that sums it up but we are in the spoiler section so we can talk about uh, at the end it very very heavily implies that uh, Lucas was you know the one who was killing these people Mm -hmm. it definitely implies that and then at the end you get a message about uh, how bullying and at home abuse can uh, become generational trauma and um, I really enjoyed that idea. I just wish that because what they consider the the at home abuse which is at home abuse but they play slap face when Lucas gets into trouble where Tom and Lucas just hit each other back and forth um, for a while and that's his form of disciplining his little brother and his brother thinks this is just normal and like tries to play it with his friend Mariah and it seems to imply that he takes that too far and that this creature is not the one that did it that he was the one who sent her to the hospital and I thought that was all very interesting. I just wish it had been a little bit more extreme in like showing that that was abuse. Sure, I but I do think it it kind of it kind of delivers in a way where it, Tom is saying, you know, I'm not abusing my little brother, and arguing with his girlfriend about it. And there's, like, this gray area of whether it should be considered. And I know the movie is saying, like, yes, it absolutely is. And I wish it had just amped it up a little bit so that there was not that gray area, if that makes sense.
0: I've thought a lot about that. And uh, I think, uh, and again, this is just my interpretation of of the slap face game itself, uh, because that's, I mean, that's at least how they refer to it or how Lucas refers to it. Um I, I I haven't seen this movie a couple of times now. Uh I feel like uh what the slap face game is supposed to represent is not punishment, right? Mm-hmm. Like like Tom said, like there's an exchange there where they talk about uh where Tom's talking with Anna his girlfriend uh about how it's a, a thing they share between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I think what the intent there was it's supposed to be uh, a very exaggerated uh, uh, example of just um, uh, sort of ideas of toxic masculinity and how to raise young boys into being quote unquote real men and about mm-hmm. being tough and being strong and not showing your fear and your pain and your emotion uh and that sort of thing uh because it it be, you know like I said it becomes almost like a ritual between the two of them in the wake of uh of their parents passing and i find myself wondering if maybe it doesn't it wasn't supposed to maybe imply some sort of ties to maybe something that their father did to Tom uh, when he was that age, and we just don't ever talk about that because, again, the movie is about generational trauma, right? Mm -hmm. So I kind of got that impression that that might be uh, part of what's going on there. Also, I really like uh, that, yeah, the movie does sort of at the very end kind of imply That the uh, the Virago was all uh, a figment of Lucas's imagination, and this is actually him. Uh, But I'm not sure if that's necessarily the case. Like, obviously, that's the metaphor, right? Like, that's Mm -hmm. the that's the implication we're supposed to take from it as an audience. But I do find myself wondering if when uh, when they were writing this movie. Uh, if within the context of the film, are we supposed to believe that the Virago actually exists? Because he does, the, you know, they talk about all the time, you know, first she was a breeze, then she was a tree, then she was a witch. And there are several different moments throughout the film where the Virago just disappears, right? Right. So that does happen again at the very end, and I I like that, and I'd like to. It's actually something I would love to ask the director and writer, Jeremiah Kipp, uh, right? Just, like, that's the most interesting thing to me because, like, it's something that I really appreciate about a lot of this newer... Because this does very much have almost almost a folk horror kind of vibe to it, definitely in a modern sense, uh, but that sort of very uh, sort of woodsy... uh, uh, witchy sort of vibe and like a movie like hereditary uh ari aster has has very clearly said that yes this is a metaphorical film but within the context of the story the demons are real the possessions are real this is something that's actually happening to them and i'm curious if that's the same here or if we're supposed to take it as uh it it was all uh happening in lucas's head
1: um i can say that I hope the Virago is not real because that final shot of Lucas just staring at the camera with the police lights playing Mm -hmm. across his face and it just lingers and you see that that trauma and that realization and then that message pops up about, you know, if, uh, I think it says it's bullying. I can't remember if it was yeah, bullying yeah. or abuse or what yep. terminology, but it says, you know, get help for it. Um, that really stuck with me more than anything else in this film did. So I think in my interpretation of the movie, I would like to believe that the Virago was not real and that this was all a bigger metaphor just because that last shot just really, really stuck with me for that reason.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and I definitely lean that way as well. Uh, there are, uh, there, uh, frankly, the reason I bring it up is there are a couple of, of smaller interviews that I did read uh, after seeing the film uh, where there are some comments made that, uh, I don't know, maybe just the way they come across in the interview is what creates the ambiguity for me there. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely feel like, uh, like that's uh, uh, the overall idea. Also, I, I mentioned earlier that I really like the the uh, design of the Virago monster in this. I love that it's very much like uh, like a child's fairy tale witch, right? Like with the mm-hmm. big oversized hook nose and the mottled face. Uh, but then also, it's like a it's like ve- almost like. Sasquatchy, right? Because it's super, <laughs> super tall and lives in the woods. And I just, I really liked the concept of the Virago and the design of it uh, a, a whole lot. I really enjoyed that.
1: I think the design um, was a very good direction to go with this because that is a design that Lucas could have created in his yes. head. It is yes. a traditional witch with just a few adjustments made but that is an image that probably all children have seen from watching movies or reading books or whatever it may be like that is what they envision witches as with just a slight you know, couple changes because sure. he could get creative with it. So I think it was very smart because it added to that. Like, is this in his head or is it not? It wasn't something where we saw the design and thought, "There's no way a child could come up with that." And it's right. too horrific. You know, it it's all stuff that is pretty traditional, just with some some tweaks yeah, in and there.
0: And the more I sit here and think about it, having just watched the movie again here just earlier today, as we're recording this, um, uh, that. As well as uh just thinking back, uh the sequence where uh uh they're playing Slap Face for one of the last times and every time Tom hits uh Lucas, uh the Virago reacts uh, as if it was struck uh mm-hmm. in the in the exact same moment and in the exact same way. I, I think that definitely lends to the idea of uh of it being something that's that's happening in Lucas's mind. Uh, one of the things that took me away from that idea is just the intensity of uh, the the destruction and the mayhem in the police station in that sequence mm-hmm. when he's coming out of the interrogation room. Um, and I guess you could say in that moment that a lot of that is part of his delusion and maybe it's because like, it looks like He didn't just get a gun and shoot a bunch of people like it looks like a fucking tornado went through that place. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like there are light fixtures falling down. There's blood splattered everywhere. And I get that we had the sequence earlier where he kind of ransacked his own house. But this is a step above and beyond that where it's like beyond believable that it would be something that he would be able to do on his own. Uh, and I think that was part of what kind of started pushing me more in that direction. But just sitting here talking about it, I kind of feel like, you know, he, it, they, that sequence does play out kind of in slow motion and in weirdness. And so it may be kind of indicating that he's in sort of a fugue state and that what we're seeing there is, again, kind of an exaggeration in a lot of ways.
1: That's definitely how I took it, because he is uh, he does have a family friend who is a police officer. He's a young kid. Maybe security wasn't as high as they implied it was because they thought he had just uh, hurt somebody who was his age. He could have just walked out of there for all we know. Like they didn't lock the door. They thought this kid's not a risk, you know, and it could be exaggerated to the point where like none of that really happened
0: oh well i definitely believe that something happened there because again like tom hears that uh uh, that uh when tom is confronted by those two cops at the hospital uh as they're getting ready to leave he uh, overhears the police radio uh saying you guys got to get down here it's 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 a horrifying like it's a massacre or whatever it was that he said So something definitely happened there. I just don't think it was necessarily quite as chaotic as that sequence presents as he's walking through it.
1: I didn't really believe that scene played out the way that it did. Because Lucas didn't actually see that. He didn't see anything in the hospital. That could all be, you know, if this is told from Lucas's perspective... Uh, kind of, like that could not have happened either. I don't know which parts of this movie I really believe are real.
0: Right, well, and I, I know what you mean there, uh, but again, uh, where that, uh, the, the big thing that sticks out to me that at least something happened at the police mm-hmm. station is in that separate sequence where Tom is, is being asked to leave the hospital and he overhears the radio call come in to those other officers because Lucas is nowhere to be found in that scene. So, I feel like that, something happened that is what not- I'm
1: talking about though. i'm I'm saying like that scene might not have happened at all is what I'm saying. like if if this was from like Lucas's perspective, like, Mike could have... Or Tom, sorry, his actor's name is Mike. But, like, maybe he never even, like, went to the hospital. And, like, that's what I mean. Like, I don't oh, know I how much of that. this like, is I, reality. I de-
0: like, I think there's a a, a a major significance in why he's at the hospital, right? Why, like, him... He's at the hospital to because his brother may have killed this girl and then she <laughs> died. Uh, and so he's kind of there keeping an eye on things. I guess I didn't yeah. take any... Like, I, I definitely... Uh, I think anything that Lucas inv- is involved in anytime he's mm-hmm. on screen and anything he's involved in is definitely questionable. But I also came away for sure with the impression that everything that happens when he's not on screen and involved is definitely happening. Like okay. there's a th- there's a thread running through this entire movie of the authorities knowing that this kid has some violent tendencies and some mm-hmm. problematic tendencies, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I just get-
1: don't know how he would do the police stuff at all. Like, how would he kill any of them? Uh, well,
0: I mean, there's a moment in the in that uh, sequence uh, where he leans down and picks up uh, a gun from one of the dead officers. Mm-hmm. And I find myself wondering if at some point the implication is that somehow he got a hold of somebody's gun and got away. Uh, again, I'm not uh, like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not totally suggesting that uh, that it, it, but I guess that that's just the way I interpreted it. Is yeah. that something happened there? It just wasn't as extreme as it seemed as he was actually walking through the chaos.
1: Okay, I just I found that scene really interesting because I truly think this was all in his head, and I don't understand that part, and I don't understand like. It, it very much implies that the Virago is real, but everything else seems to imply that it isn't. And the way that it would work out of him actually committing that is so unbelievable to me that I was trying to figure out, like, how would I justify this in my mind? So I'm very curious. That's why I just wanted to delve into it a little bit deeper because sure, I sure. don't understand that scene i i really i don't know how it plays yeah, out in either scenario well, like perfectly. i said that's
0: the one mm-hmm. scene where i it it because everything else pushes me towards yeah okay clearly this is all happening in his head but mm-hmm. that's the one scene where i'm like well is it or is it not yeah. or what part same with uh, me yeah it's a it's a very interesting scene in the overall uh uh scope of the film for sure uh, well, because they even <laughs> they even come back to a shot later on of like those officers running into the cop shop, and like mm-hmm. I get that you could argue that the kid just escaped, and that's why all those cop cars come screaming up with their lights on to the house. But if he just escaped uh and there wasn't like severe violence involved, like would there be that level of a response? uh I guess maybe, yes, maybe no. I just mm-hmm. I, I feel like the level of response involved there, but we could nitpick that scene all day long. The movie yeah. in in the grand scheme of things, uh like uh it definitely has some, some things to say about uh the problems of trauma piled on top of trauma. I also think it does a really good job of pointing out where Tom is going wrong. While still making him a sympathetic character as somebody who's not mm-hmm. he's not an abusive asshole, he's just somebody who was put in a situation that he was absolutely not prepared for and is is failing and fumbling it because he was not prepared for it and he shouldn't be in this position in the first place uh and and uh yeah, even, the, uh, even Mariah, the, the girlfriend who also participates in his bullying, like, there's a part of me that wants to hate that little girl because she's, like, one of the worst people in this whole movie. <laughs> but at the same time, you have to take into account that she's, like, a 13-year-old girl, and, like, we all do some dumb shit to fit in when we're 13, you know? It's, uh, yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. Uh, not super heavy on the horrifying elements. I think if you're a person uh, who uh, doesn't like real, real, real aggressively scary movies, uh, this one is definitely one you can probably handle, and it just has some interesting things to say. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't yeah. have much more to say about it. I do have questions about it. Um, you know what I, we should do? We should put curious. together
0: a list of questions and we should tweet at uh, writer director Jeremiah Kipp and see if maybe he'll talk to us about that police station scene. And uh, give us do an you think idea. he'd talk
1: to us if the number one question is why the fuck did you choose that name? It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the first tweet, do you think he'd respond to anything else with kindness?
0: Uh, pro- well, no, and that's why we're not going to make <laughs> that the first tweet, Michelle. Okay, that, that's fair. Uh, I, uh, I just yeah. It I won't tweet him then. I, uh, I'll, I'll let I you. I find myself write the wondering, <laughs> honestly, if at some point in its uh, production, this movie was called Virago. But then maybe some producer somewhere said that's too weird and uh, like arcane and, and odd a name. We need something that's a little more straightforward and understandable and marketable. And so they were just like, okay, let's call it, uh, I don't know, slap face. Maybe the that's how it happened. Man is
1: taken, so. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe if we ask Jeremiah uh why is that name so stupid, he'll get to rant about the producers for a while, and that would be nice. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Only Here one I way Kip. to find out. <laughs> we love your
0: movie. Bro, buddy, you, you gave it a bad, bad moniker, but, man, we love mm-hmm. your movie anyway. It's fantastic. And we have questions.
1: <laughs> yeah, we do have
0: questions. Uh, so, yeah, I think we both definitely agree you should check this one out. Uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I personally found it really, this, I'm, Real curious to see what else uh, this August What's-His-Name does going forward, because like you said, uh, that especially that last shot in the film mm-hmm. uh, where it's just zooming in on him, uh, man. it almost in that shot, it's almost like part of what's going on there is he's slowly realizing, oh, shit, I did this. That's like what just I just in the out. way that's yeah. happening in his face there now that I think back on it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, go check out slap face guys. Michelle, how many Spooktober's do we have left?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, There's we like only three, have three, right? three and one original slash exclusive. So we got uh, f- is all that's left. Four episodes left in the month. Mm-hmm. Three Spooktober back episodes
0: left. Yep, almost man, done with them. Oh man, oh man! And then now the podcast them, ends forever. Right, yeah. over is our finale. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> one of them uh, is uh, is a movie that uh, uh, as so as of this recording, I still haven't seen for the first time. Uh, I've been kind of putting it off and putting it off, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. But uh, we'll talk about that as we get through it. We got Absolutely. it's uh we got uh we got like three more of these to record in the next week to get them all done before October. Let's see if we can churn them out. That means we got to stop this one and get the next one done. Say goodnight, Michelle. Goodnight, Michelle. Yay!